Welcome to Ordinary People Doing Extraordinary Things. I'm your host, Carrie Roberts, and I'll be showing you how average, everyday people have chosen to make positive changes in their life to accomplish what makes them happy. I hope this podcast will allow you to feel a connection with people who have something in common with you and make you realize you can have the life you want. Hi, podcast listeners. We are back today with our Expert Wednesdays and our June Expert of the Month, Chris Brock, talking about overcoming self-doubt. He's the author of Do the Thing, Have the Power, Overcome Self-Doubt, and Build a Life You Love. So last week, we were talking about why life just is, and today I want to discuss the five transformations to extraordinary. So welcome back, Chris. Let's start with perspective. What does that mean, and what does that look like? Hey, Carrie. Well, um, it's very simple, really. It's the way we look at the world. And the way we choose to look at the world can influence the way we feel about the world, the way we interact with the world. And when we start to um, change our perspective and or at least recognize its influence, um, we can start to influence the way we interact with the world and the results we get. So um, you uh, when you become self-aware and you start to work on your perspective, there are a series of transformations that you can go through that will lead to ultimately and hopefully a better life and the first one is transformation of perspective so the way i think about it is that uh, uh, an example i use in the book is being stung by a bee so you could have a look at a bee and a bee is you know buzzing from flower to flower and it goes back to the hive and it makes honey and we get delicious honey and you spread it on your toast and it makes you happy in the morning and you think of the bee as a happy little worker who's going to make us toast and you know the bees are our friends. But if you have uh, an experience where you were stung by a bee, you may have a quite a different perspective on the bee. So the bee is the same in both situations. But in uh, one, the bee is your enemy. And in another one, he's your friend. So um, that is a, a good example of how your perspective works. So the bee is exactly the same, uh, but your perspective is different. But the thing is, we carry this through life ourselves every day. So if we think we're someone who has a lot of bad luck, we have the perspective of someone who has bad luck and bad things are likely to happen to us. So, um, you know, we, we might get into a lot more arguments. We might um, really focus on the negativity. But if we start to change that perspective and think, well, actually, OK, it was raining today, but I got a chance to use my brand new umbrella you know and it's like wow i'm really pleased with my new umbrella it kept me dry whereas if we have a negative perspective we might be focusing more on the fact that oh god it's another rainy day and so we can start to invite a more positive outlook into our lives and that's the first transformation that you undertake when you're looking to transform yourself and your life and your results and um you know this goes through every part of life uh, sometimes when you've been brought up being told you're no good or you're not good enough, you start to adopt that as part of your identity. And so you approach any situation with the perspective of someone who's not good enough. So you kind of think, well, there's no point in me trying. What, what's the point? I'm never going to be good enough. Um, you know, I'm never going to be able to reach the goals of, say, senior management, or I'm never going to start my own company, or I'm never going to write a book. Or, you know, imagine if... Um, Elon Musk had been told that he was no good all, all his life. He wouldn't have started um, sending rockets into space. and He wouldn't have tried to market an electric car, you know. So your perspective really has a massive influence on the way you behave and your results that you can get. So um, 
once you start to work on your perspective, then you can really um, start to, you know, get the ball rolling to change your world, if you like. Yeah, and I, I love those examples that you give. And I know, I mean, I know that, you know, we can only change ourselves. And I've gotten into uh, a habit, which I'm, I'm getting better about. But, you know, sometimes you do want to help and you see someone else and you're, you try to give an example of like, well, hey, what if you see it this way? And that person is just not mentally there. They're not ready to do that. Um, and I know I personally used to get upset or frustrated and now I just kind of walk away because I realized, you know, I can't help anyone that doesn't want help. How does somebody, again, get to that space? Because if they're like, no, you don't know what you're talking about and they get very combative, um, how do they even allow themselves to even think of something that for 20 years they've never had that positive thought before in their life? Well, you have to start very small because it's one of those things that snowballs. So when you start to recognize that you do have a power of change um, over your life, um, you can then start to make bigger changes, but you have to start very small. And a great way to start is with gratitude. Um, now, I know everyone always talks about gratitude, and I really struggled with gratitude for years because it's, um, it's one of those things, how do you feel grateful? You don't feel grateful. Um, you, can, you can say I'm grateful, but it's not, an, it's not an emotion. And I struggled with this whole idea of how, you know, being grateful. So I turned it into a daily um, journal exercise. And what I do every night before I go to bed, I just write down three things that I'm, I'm grateful for or three things that have brought me pleasure. And they can be the smallest thing. Um, it could be uh, one, I'm a bit of a coffee addict. So one thing I generally find quite pleasurable is the smell of that first cup of coffee in the morning. And I, so the first time I wrote my gratitude journal, I wrote down the smell of coffee. Um, the next thing I wrote down that brought me pleasure was a, a brand new pair of socks. I don't buy new socks very often. So these were, it was a real treat to put on a new lovely pair of socks. And then um, another one, it could be just something as easy as being uh, served first uh, when you get into, um, get into work or you get to the canteen at lunchtime and uh, there's no one ahead of you in the queue. Just little things that make you happy. And once you start to write these things down on a daily basis, you start to see that there's a lot of stuff out there that's actually pretty positive. You know, you've been focusing so much on the negative stuff, but actually things are pretty good. And um, when you start to do this, you can start to see that it's not just the world around you that's looking pretty good, but you have some pretty positive attributes too. Uh, you've been focusing on all the negative stuff, but actually there's some positive stuff in there as well. You might be compassionate, you might be uh, funny, you might be intelligent. And the more you start to recognize these things, the more of them you start to see. You're literally changing your perspective to become more tuned in to the positivity around you and within you as well. Um, and it, it takes a little bit of practice, but after a while you really get there and uh, suddenly you, the world is on fire with positivity and you feel really good about yourself. It can take a few months, but if you practice it every day, the world, it sparkles sometimes. Mm, I love that. I, you know, I agree. And uh, I do that a lot. I, sometimes I write it down, sometimes I mentally do it. Like I know yesterday uh, I had made like, I said something like to myself, I was unhappy about. And then I was like, but you know what I do have? And you know what I am great at? And like, it changes your perspective because you realize like nobody's perfect and no situation is perfect, but there are a lot of great things about everybody in the world around us. And you're right. When you can change that, 
you change your mood overall as well. Yeah, absolutely. And it's, there's the old, um, I think there's an old exercise. It's the old red car exercise. And it's, uh, if you think about a red car, just picture a red car in your head and then make a, a positive um, effort over the next couple of days to keep an eye out for red cars. Suddenly you're going to see red cars everywhere. And it's the same with things to feel positive about. If, you say to my, if I say to myself, I'm going to go out there and I'm going to look for things to be positive about. And writing them down in the journal really helps. Just make sure you don't write the same thing every day. Keep it fresh. Because pretty much you're going to be looking for positive things and you're going to be finding them everywhere because you're tuning in. And um, you can do the same with yourself as well. You can write down one exercise I use in the book and it really helped me um, was putting two columns on a piece of paper. So you're going to have your, your positive attributes and your negative attributes. And this is about you. So things that are good about you and things that are bad about you. The only thing is you're not allowed to write in the column of uh, the things that are bad about you. So you can only write down positive things. So every time a, a negative thing comes into your head, you've got to just dismiss it and write something positive. So it could be, you know, like I said, it could be that you're funny, it could be that you're clever. Um, one of the things I was writing down was that I was a good cook. So I wrote down good cook. And before you know it, you're writing down like all sorts of things are coming into your head. You're funny. Um, you like the way, you know, you, you might like your shoulders. You might like uh, that you've got big feet. It could be anything at all. But before you know it, you've got a huge list and suddenly you're seeing yourself in a much more positive light. And, you know, you're feeling pretty good about yourself sometimes. Yeah, I like that. And that goes into your second transformation, which is about thought. And when you're writing those things down, I mean, how challenging was that for you the first time? Because if you're, you or anyone else is feeling maybe in a dark place or just not feeling great about themselves or about life, I would assume that that's really challenging to find. So how did that feel when you first did it? And then how did it feel once you kind of got stuff down on paper? Um, well, the first time I did it, it came out of a thing. I was writing my CV, my resume, mm -hmm. uh, because I was applying for yet, yet more jobs and I wasn't getting them. And I thought, well, I really need to revamp my resume. So I, um, I sat down and I started writing it. And I was like, I really, I've got to sell myself here. I really need to push it. So um, I was writing down all the positive things. And whenever a negative thing crept in there, I was like, I can't put that down because I've, I've got to sell myself. And I was, by the end of the exercise, I was thinking, actually, I've got a lot to offer here. I wonder how much further I could take this. And it became an exercise that um, really, once the floodgates opened, you know, it, it was a slow trickle at first, but then it just, you know, got really carried away. And it became really self-indulgent. And as selfish as that might sound, um, you know, it's good to indulge yourself from time to time, especially when you're, you're competing with a lot of people out there who are, they're taller, they're richer, they've got the life you want. And, you know, a lot of that can make you feel pretty bad about yourself. So exercises like this are a great way to cheer yourself up and, um, you know, rekindle that self-worth, if you like. Yeah. And we go into our third transformation, which is about our emotional reaction. Can you talk a little bit about what that means? Yeah, well, this is, um, it's all about uh, not operating on autopilot and being intentional in everything you do. So the, the second transformation is transformation of thought. Um, and this is key to the, the third transformation. But the, the transformation of thought is about trying to think positive things. And a good way of doing that is by banning yourself from complaining about stuff. So 
you know, we complain about stuff all day long. We do it in our heads. We judge people. We, you know, when someone cuts in front of us in traffic, we're like, oh, look at this idiot. Whereas, you know, we could actually be thinking, oh, this guy's in a hurry. He might be, there might be an emergency. There could be, uh, you know, his wife might be in labor next to him and he's trying to get to the hospital. It's about, you know, looking for the positive everywhere and looking for it in our thoughts as well and trying to be uh, genuine and pure and wholesome in the way we think about stuff. And then that leads into this third transformation, which is your transformation of emotional reaction. So generally, we react. Whenever something happens, we react. So, um, for example, when we get angry and someone says, why are you angry? We'll say, well, it might be because that guy over there said something I didn't like. He didn't make me angry. The anger, it comes from within. And, you know, when we allow people to push our buttons, then we are at their mercy. They can do, they can control us, they can manipulate us. But what we don't realize is those buttons, they belong to us and it's up to us who gets to push them. So really we shouldn't be allowing situations or people or things to control us. We should be owning that control. And that's what transformation of emotional reaction is. It's about saying, if I'm gonna get angry, it's because I have intentionally allowed something to anger me. And it's going to be something important. I'm not a toddler who's had his sweets taken away, his candy taken away. I'm a mature, grown adult, and I can control what makes me angry, what makes me sad. Um, you know, there are going to be things, obviously, extreme situations that uh, we have no control over. But, you know, we can be calm, we can breathe, and we can say, I'm not going to get angry about this. This is stupid. There are much more important things to do. And when you are in that level of control, it takes a lot to ruffle your feathers. Um, and uh, it's a nice place to be actually everything is calm everything is mellow and things aren't important all these things we get so worked up about they're really not important at all yeah uh, again I agree and I think it's it's a beautiful place to be I know moments when I'm there it's awesome and there are moments when you, you know you realize when something upsets you and you kind of have to stop and be like okay wait I'm, I'm recognizing that this is upsetting me but it's really not that important in the scheme of things. Exactly, what? and it's a practice as well. The more, yeah. you, the more you do it, the better you, at it you become. Um, so it's easy to slip out of it as well if you, if you don't practice it. But, you know, it's just about being mindful of yourself, what's going on within you, but also mindful of what's going on around you as well. And so if someone's being rude, just say, okay, I'm going to let them do that. That's nothing, that's them, their issue. It's nothing to do with me, so I'm not going to let it impact on me. And I'm yes. going to return that power. Yeah, that's, that's definitely something I know personally, I've really learned in the last couple of years um, is realizing like, okay, like I didn't do anything. This person's upset or angry from something else. And, and again, just kind of walking away, <laughs> letting them have their moment. And when they've calmed down, you know, you can have a conversation with them. Absolutely. Yeah. And I mean, there are times when it's very difficult. I think it was Ram Dass said, uh, you think you've found enlightenment, but then go and spend a week with your family. Um, and certainly I've been, I've been fitting a kitchen recently and I've been learning to do tiling. And there are times when that's been pretty frustrating and uh, I've been pushed emotionally with those tiles that have been cracking. Um, so it's uh, required all my inner strength to, to deal with that. But it's, uh, it's good to practice from time to time. It keeps you, keeps you sharp. Yes. <laughs> now, why do you think that so many people struggle with this emotional intelligence? Do you think it's that you know, they're not taught from their parents growing up, or is it that they're learning it from school, that so many people I find, 
you know, they don't even know how to articulate what they're feeling. So then they don't know how to react in appropriate ways. I think because um, we're very busy these days, we don't have time to really stop and think um, about what's going on within us. Uh, we, we, you know, we have to get to work, we've got to get home, we've got to feed the kids, we've got to, um, you know, take them to class, we've got to, you know, we're constantly on the move all the time. And also the world around us is kind of designed to get a reaction out of us. Um, newspapers are designed to get a reaction out of us. Politicians, they want us to vote for them, so they're going to try and make us angry about the other guy. Um, you know, TV drama is all about trying to get an emotional reaction out of us. So in a way, we're, we're fighting a battle against all these external forces that are trying to stimulate some kind of emotional reaction. And it's so easy for us to just allow that to happen and to just kind of fall into what is expected of us. But when we retain that power, and we hold on to our emotional reactions, suddenly we see how much uh, we're being manipulated and how much we allow our daily lives to get on top of us when actually we'd have much more, um, much happier lives if we were able to just hold on to our emotional reactions and, and use them for ourselves with intent. If you see I like what I mean. That. Yeah, I like that. Use them for ourselves with intent. That's nice. I like that. Um, so after we go through those three, your fourth transformation to extraordinary was about action. What does that mean? Okay, so um, your transformation of action, there are several things uh, to do with this. So again, it's this whole idea of doing things with intent. So rather than being on autopilot, um, I think last week I used an example of um, a guy pulling out in front of you in traffic. Now you can um, react and be angry about this and you can beep your horn and flash your lights and speed up right behind them. But that's a real negative action that you're taking. Or you can hold on to your emotions and be calm and just say, well, this guy might be in a hurry. There could be an emergency. I'm just going to ease off the gas and I'm going to hold on to my actions. I'm not going to allow the external world to control the way I act. And what this does is it enables you to have a much more positive and uh, intentional way of acting towards the world. So you start to kind of think, well, what is the benefit of me behaving like this? And when you do that, you start to behave in a way that's much more um, in your favor. You start to take actions that are much more thought out and intentional. You start to behave in a way that is much more graceful. So you're not just on autopilot, you're doing things thoughtfully and you, so you're doing them much better you're doing them very well and also you're starting to think well maybe I can be a little bit brave here maybe I can go and write that book like I did or I can apply for this job or I can you know I'm not going to be afraid of what people think anymore because really it's all about what I feel and what I think inside and I'm going to choose the actions that I have and I'm not going to just react and um, act in a negative way uh, but when we start to act with intention as well the world responds. So um, we are much more intentional and much more thoughtful in the way we react. And so our results get better. We start to do things that are better for us. We might start to do exercise, for example, and suddenly we find we've got more energy and we've got more time and we've, we've met some interesting other fellow joggers, perhaps, or people down at the gym and suddenly, you know, world of opportunities are opening up in front of us. So um, by yeah, tr transforming the way you think, you transform the way you uh, behave as well, which is um, all, the, all the better for everything. So I went from being really down in the dumps, stuck in a rut, 
um, and I changed my thought patterns and it changed my action and um, and then it led on to some amazing other transformations as well which leads us to the fifth transformation which is the results so can you talk about some of the results that you've noticed from implementing these transformations yeah well um, they're very obvious and it was a real eye-opener to me when I first embarked on this kind of journey of um, uh, self self-awareness I thought well what the hell I'll give it a go you know there's nothing nothing to lose I've tried everything else but actually the results were really quite dramatic so I um, I saw my home life improved uh, my relationship with my wife improved uh, vastly um, the way I saw the world was much better um, literally things were sparkling in front of me I was, I was looking around and suddenly I was being well aware of the world for a, a change um, I was much happier, I was much more upbeat, and my financial situation improved as well. So um, I suddenly found that uh, I was being accepted into more job interviews. I was being invited to, um, uh, you know, participate in job interviews and to um, uh, to come and give talks and to come onto podcasts like yours. And the world really opened up in front of me, and it, it was uh, it was amazing. Oh, I'm so excited. I, you know, every time I do these podcasts, it doesn't matter if it's the Wednesday episodes or Mondays, I just sit here and smile on the other end. Uh, because, you know, ordinary to extraordinary really is about to me, that moment when you say, okay, I want to be a better person, I want to be a better me, I want to move forward, I want to change. And it's a neat thing when that happens, and that it can happen to anyone. And I, again, congratulate you for figuring that out and now sharing it with others. It's just a really, really neat thing to see. Well, I mean, the thing is, it's, it's all about taking responsibility, changing the way we think, and then not being worried about what other people think and just going for it. You know, we've got a whole world in front of us and you only get one life, so you've got to live it, haven't you? Yes, 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 yes. Well, thank you, Chris. This has been wonderful. And I look forward to our next episode next week. Fantastic. Looking forward to it. Thanks very much, Kerry. Hi, podcast listeners. Have a question about what we discussed today or have a topic you'd like us to cover on Wednesdays? Send me an email over at Kerry, K-E-R-I dot N dot Roberts, R-O-B-E-R-T-S at gmail.com. I'd love to hear from you and provide as much value as possible to your personal growth journey. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this podcast, I would greatly appreciate a review over on iTunes. And if you'd like to be featured on the podcast, be sure to message me over on Instagram at Kerry, K-E-R-I dot N dot Roberts. Remember that each of us has something that makes us great. So go out there and show the world what makes you extraordinary.